hungry. hungry. Run, run the track. Darling, there's only one God. The Dirty Bag Podcast is your virtual check-in spot to celebrate the highs, unpack the lows, and sort through the in-betweens of life. It's a place to laugh, cry, self-correct, and cut up. I'm your host, Cookie, and I'm in these grown folk trenches right along with you. Black excellence, black legacy in the building. We flat, first of all, we had Jess Washington spin the block, but y'all, guess what she brought with her? Guess what she brought with her today? We got Patrick in the buildings. You're welcome, everybody. So we got the the, the first family, Dallas Weekly here. And I feel like you're going to get inspired, lifted. And y'all remember how Jess came last time. She really didn't bite her tongue about nothing. So we already know how Patrick coming. So <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> how we doing? Good. Thank you again for having us. Oh, man. <laughs> They was waiting for you to come back, but you came back with a treat. Oh, oh Lord. I hope I entertain. <laughs> First off, Patrick, I guess we got to call you husband a year is a year in here. You oh. put your wife in a position, not, not as if she wasn't already bossed up. <laughs> Your mega woman, the CEO. Can we, yeah. first of all, round of applause for that. We, 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 we love to see it. We, we love to see it. We do. But I got to ask out the gate, what was that like for you? Like, how did that conversation go? Oh, the conversation started months before when she was like, I think I should do this. I think I should do this. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Uh, yeah. For real? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. She begged for a while, and I was like, no. Um, yep, he said I was not ready. You weren't. And, um, That's true. Because <laughs> the idea of it is you got to. In my opinion, I had to learn 360 of the business, too. So I had to deliver papers in 100-degree heat, and I had to sell ads. I had to write stories. I had to Ooh. fire people, hire people, <sighs> before my father entertained the idea of you being even under him. So it was like, you don't get to just work for a while and say, well, I've been doing Nope. Right. You got to go through all of it. So she had to go through all of it. So I made her deliver papers. I made her write stories. I made her sell stuff. And it's the same thing. Anybody wants to run my company needs to know every aspect of it and yep. go the ups Boot and camp. the downs. <laughs> Basically. So she did it all. And then we had a really good year where she made us some pretty good sales. And I was like, well, you seem to know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she just recently outsold me. So that was good. And I oh, got, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, she got a triple six-digit deal. Aww. And uh, I was like, look. <laughs> Wait That's a minute. probably pretty good. So it's <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I think you might know what you're doing. And there needed to be two sides of the whole. You know, it's the business is always the business of what you do, and then the business of business. So she's really running the business of what we do, which is you know making sure the company is putting out content, making sure that the ads are being sold, and I get to focus on the business of business, which is making sure that we have our corporate stuff together. Our building is we'll hopefully have a building really soon again. Mm -hmm. Taxes expanding, digital outreach, and stuff like that. So. It makes it a little bit easier for me. It's a little okay. bit strange to have the person that you can't say no to telling you <laughs> that they're going to do stuff. <laughs> but uh, we have hats in the house. So yes, put on the right very hat. much so. Wait, so just back that up, though. So this is important. Her being your wife, you didn't just say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. No. You literally said you made her. You had to go through boot camp. For sure. <laughs> yeah. 
But I mean, I respected that because, like I said on the last shows, like I I respected the legacy. I damn sure knew that he knew way more than I did about this industry. So you know, I also thankfully grew up playing tennis, so I'm very much accustomed to constructive criticism and like earning your keep and like. Yeah, like, I have a stepdad that, like, we always bring up, like, whenever we're talking about strategy and stuff, because I was also raised in a military family. Like, all these things, like, come into play when I'm like, okay, I get it. I got to earn my, sh- my my shit, so let's let's go. I can prove to you that I can win this, because I'm a winner. We don't always see that. Sometimes, look, as somebody that worked in predominantly white corporate spaces, I've seen a lot of, that's just my homie, I'm going to give it to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I think it just speaks to your family's legacy as well. Like, we ain't going to, hey, I know. You got yeah. my last name. <laughs> mm-hmm. However, this is still However, a business. There's still siblings that were fired because they couldn't do stuff. And yeah, he had to fire uh, my entire family for the betterment of the company. Sometimes you got to destroy his best the friend. <laughs> I didn't fire my best friend. He had to. He respectfully stepped away because he knew what I needed to do. Wait. Yeah. You fired some clean house. Have to. <laughs> I've been fired by my father before. Like, yeah, it was, it's a. It's almost like a family tradition. Like, you don't really <laughs> wait a minute. You don't get to step up until you get to get beat down. So it's like you can't just have it handed to you. Yeah, where are your tears? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to know that it's a business. It's not like, you know, family reunion. Like you got to earn this thing. And if you don't work, you don't earn. And if you ain't working, you ain't earning. It's like having a baby. It's like, well, I'm taking care of the baby. You out here showing it off. Uh, who's mm. feeding the baby? Who's changing the baby? Who's doing all that? And if you ain't taking care of the baby, you baby dies. Yeah. Baby gets down. Or I'm a single parent in a two-parent home. And uh, that on. doesn't work. And so you need to know how to take care of this thing before you can actually raise it. Okay, so can we stop there for a minute? Because everybody, like a lot of people, go into business with their friends. And usually folks mm-hmm. say, if you can't go into business with your friends, who would you go into business with? But who says that? Look, <laughs> look, we are in the world of social media where oh, everybody's trying. Oh, right, try- sorry. That's I mean, I'm going to let you address <laughs> it, though. I'm going to let you address it, though. But how would you speak to somebody that's thinking of going into business with their friends or relatives, because you you say it so easily, like, yeah, you're going to get fired. No, yeah, you're, yeah, you, but if you're going into business, then that is a reality of business is not a friendship. Like, I know people who have been best friends who have sued each other are still best friends because it's not about your friendship. It's mm-hmm. about you didn't do something in the – it's a contract. Mm-hmm. You broke the contract. That means I am compensated in some way. Still Friend? friends? Yeah, I mean, if, if, if we're in business, you know. Still friends? After yeah. you sued somebody? Because suing is not personal. Yeah. I'm suing you for a reason. I'm not suing you because I don't like you. Right. That's just what it is. Business is a, like, I don't know how people confuse the two, actually, because it's like, they'd call it friendship if it was friend. We didn't go into friendship together. <laughs> we went into <laughs> business together. People don't go to friendship school. They go to business school. Right. There's no friendship in business. You're not fr- I tell her all the time, like, nothing's personal. Like, even when people in the, in the company do bad, it's like, they're not, they don't like you. They're just lazy. And you should find a new person to do that job. You can still hang out with them. But you can't have them in this business. So push them to the side and move on. Like, that's it. You have to fire somebody. And the best person to fire is somebody you love. Because then you don't care about the people you don't know. It's like, (laughs) it's just about what it is. Like, uh, you did not achieve the goals we set out in this contract. Therefore, you must go. Thank you. Good day. I'll see you on Saturday at the barbecue. He's the owner and a publisher. But I literally talked to him a week ago. And I was, like, concerned, you know, about some things. And I was like, I just don't know if you are good for this company, if like you're, I mean, it was like a week or two ago too. I was just like, we need to come up with a strategy or I'm I'm just going to have to consider it as the CEO. It's like, but of course I love him, but I want the best for the Dallas weekly. And I told her, you don't do that because I own this thing. So (laughs) I'm going to tell you to calm down. (laughs) (laughs) These are just casual bedroom pillow talk. (laughs) Babe, 
I might have to let you go. Yeah, like, uh, word? No, she How was you more do concerned it? because she had a strategy she wanted to put forth. She didn't feel like I was helping her in that. And I was like, well, one, you should be more concerned about how you're going to handle the strategy as CEO. And two, I'm going to do whatever I can to support your strategy as you make it happen. But there is no, my job has nothing to do with what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So it's like, we talked about yeah. it. Husband hat, take off. Oh, yeah, we do. Boss hat. Do that a lot. But again, back thankful for my dad being my tennis coach growing up because that was always something we did. Dad hats off, coach hats on. And trust me, I had a bunch of those dad hats off, son hats off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my dad would do a whole thing. He'd be like, <clears throat> Daddy, I love you. Okay? <laughs> take that off. You're fucking up. <laughs> you show your ass up at nine o'clock and don't be smelling like this then weed and this then it's like or I will fire you. Dad had. I love you. Yeah. You gotta separate <laughs> the two. That's wild. So did you always so growing up, did you always know like I'm gonna be in media? Did you ever think that you would have a different path or did your dad let you know like early on this is this is what it is, this is what we're no, doing in this family? Uh, we uh, you have to get the freedom. I think children will choose what they want. It's not like uh, you know, there's a set path, but I always had a media goal. I wanted to be a filmmaker, which I'm still going to do. I'm going to do that at some point. But the business was the thing that allowed me to do that. So I would have lived in California for a while. Okay. Shout out to all the actors and writers on strike right Man. now. All right. Um, but that was where I was trying to go, realized that that wasn't necessarily going to be the path I took. And actually him having that business, he said, why don't you come home, work for me, get yourself back on your feet, and then you can regroup. And as I did that, it was, huh, I can – I own, in essence, a media company. At the time, it wasn't a media company. You know, okay. It was more of the newspaper, the website, which was more focused on that particular part of media in general. But when you see that, you still have a foundation of people who write stories, who write, who produce, who can create film, if you want to, video, audio. It's all in a news format, but I actually sit on a foundation of creators. So if I can get this to a point where those creators can create what I want them to create, I can then do that dream on a, almost like a deeper and higher level. And right. you can, you know, make a movie anywhere. You know, I know that the industry's centered somewhere, but it don't take the industry to go out and say, you can act, you can write, you can edit. Can I get all y'all in the same room to do this thing? Right. And so that was kind of the goal now. And even now it's like I own this. That's why she became CEO. It's like I can either run it or I can own it and make sure that it's what it needs to be. I chose to own it and make sure it needs to be what it, what it needs to be. And it didn't make you feel a type of, I mean, as somebody that was a CEO as long as you were, you, you didn't have nights where you were like, man, I'm giving up some power. Like, you never well, thought never of it that way. power. That's the thing. It's a, okay. the power element, and power is really just a synonym for control. Okay. So the control of it is it's never going to not be what it's supposed to be, which is a news and information source that is from the African-American perspective. That's not changing. What will change is how and where that moves. So... For example, she recently relaunched our Dallas Weekly Radio, which we're getting together. Yes. I would have told her, don't do that. I would have said, okay. what are you doing? It's not what it, we, we're not in the position to do that. But she was and looked at me in my eyes and was like, well, it's already done. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? <laughs> Actually, let me stay in my lane because that's what I hired you for, basically, to mm. push this thing forward in spaces so that we can you know, expand our reach. And me pushing back on it is just hindering you from doing what I've you know, put you in the position to do. And I know that experience because that was my experience. It's like, hey, I'm going to do this. He's like, mm-mm. But I want uh. – and there is that tension of how do you tell your dad he's wrong and that he needs to step back when he's been doing this thing for 30 years and has brought it through times of 80s, 90s, early – I mean, everything from financial crash to 9-11 to 
the, the start of the business world in Dallas in the 80s. You know, I'm not going to, how am I going to tell him he's wrong right now? He's been through everything. Yeah. And it's been. When it, the internet happened. Yeah, like he was there. <laughs> was yeah, when the like internet Literally there <laughs> as it started. Uh, so yeah, it was the same thing. It's like, I have that memory. So it's like, I can use that to sort of say, okay, here's where you can push and here's where you should step back. Because that was a big challenge in, you know, my father and me was, when do you push, when do you step back on both ends? Got it. So this is a good example of like, let your kids spread their wings, give them the mm-hmm. foundation they need to be and disruptors. And yeah, and honestly, yeah. if I had my druthers, it'd be in a place where <coughs> they could say, absolutely no, I don't want to run it. And it'd be perfectly fine because they'd sit on a board or something that say, well, right. we could just say, hey, if it's not making what it needs, then you're fired and we'll get somebody else to come in and run it. That's, That's the where ultimate I get. goal is for them to still have control of it, but not be. If they don't want to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. who knows? They might love it. You know, <laughs> who knows? Right. But if they didn't, they can say, no, I want to go be something else. And I'll just have that as my family business to fall back on if I need some money to mm-hmm. buy a house or something. Man. It's their asset. That's the benefit of coming from a family of creatives, though. Like, there's a way for everybody to eat. Yeah. But not put people in positions that they haven't earned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's or that don't, part. Or don't even want. You know, so that's the thing. Like, everybody I know my it. sister said out loud plenty of times, like, I don't want to do I'm here because dad's here. Yeah. He is. <laughs> and until he yeah. leaves, I'll leave when he leaves. And she, like, willingly actually gave up her part of the company to her brother. Which, you know, is commendable. She no Tyler Perry movie here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so I mean, even so, it's still like, and it's still hers in my attitude. You know, it's not like if she wanted to say, I want to do something, it's like, we'd talk about it because <laughs> we'd have to go like, remember all that stuff you weren't doing? We can't do that no more. But if she was, you know, wanted some benefit from it, I'm not saying you can't have it. It's not mine. It's our family's. Right. For, you know, however long our family exists. So yeah. that's the goal. And as far as what last time Jess was on, we talked about her adjusting Mm -hmm. into the role of CEO and kind of having a pivot, how she responds to things and stuff like that. So here we go. (laughs) Howard, as a husband, how was it supporting her through these transitions and her critiques and all of that good stuff? Like when you put your husband hat on and when you put the business hat on, like how did you support her? In the early times, it was mostly husband because the transition is very emotional because I don't think a lot of people understand what it means to, to run and be responsible for a company, especially one like ours, which has legacy and roots in industry that is literally almost 200 years old at this point, which is the black press legacy. Right. There are rooms you will have to sit in with people who have 130-year-old businesses that his families passed it down five generations, and they look like us. So you have to sort of humble yourself in that sense of you are somebody as a part of a whole, but at the same time, you're the head of a house, if you will. Got you it. Know, so it's like you don't have the biggest house on the block, but your house is important, and you need to be able to run it in a way that makes sense and not take some of the emotion out, but it's also you have to be, you have to be passionate about it. You have to love this stuff. You have to be unconditionally loving of your community. And a lot of people who didn't grow up in it, they, s- they say they love our community, but they actually don't. It's conditional. As long as we're doing right by you, mm. you good. But let somebody treat you bad, and it's like, oh, black folk ain't never want to do it. It's like, we don't get to say that. Okay. There is no black folk don't in our, in our community, in our way. And see, that's even a part of our legacy. We have that, too. Listen, know. I'm going to let you keep talking while I let her oh, yeah. in. It's, <laughs> it gets real over here, y'all, uh, when, the, when the producer of the show is three. But I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that was a, that's a big part of it is having the emotional depth to love the, uh, the community you serve, but having the objectivity to run a company that is supposed to serve, that, serve the, the greater good, if you will. And so 
And she is a very emotional person, if you will. So <laughs> she takes things very personal, like almost everything. Like, like, like our car just got broken into. And she was like, I feel like somebody did this to me. And I was like, nobody knows, who, nobody knows whose car that is. Because, see, I would feel that way, too, because <laughs> folks be plotting. I'm sorry, but I'm kind of with her on that one. Like, hold up. But now, it's like, you know. You? I mean, I immediately took it aback. Like, within, in the streets, as I was sweating in 100-degree weather at night. All right. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's per- that's the thing. So you got to mitigate personal emotions with right, professional emotions is what I'll call it because there there is there needs to be emotions in this thing right you need to love it because if you don't love it it will cripple you because it is not a thankful job Talk you know about that and most things that are you know serving are not thankful people don't come up to you and say oh and that's all they, they do most people that you do serve are not gonna say oh yeah thank you for putting that out because I learned this and I, I was able to do that some people who reckon a lot of the elders too they recognize the legacy, but it's not like the you know the community at large is going to say we see what you're doing and why and here's the the gift for that. It's like <laughs> you need to keep doing your job, or they'll just say hey you didn't do this uh, when you did that. She she talked about that, that. you know, yeah. the, and I mean it's that's fine too because like from their perspective you didn't you know and like I said it's not personal. They want you to be the New York Times right and have every 360 element of it and have a phone number to call so they can complain and it's like. And sometimes you don't have those resources, but you want to. Right. And that's where the emotion comes in. So I usually tell her, like, hey, just say, okay, I hear you. And we are, we have, we'll try to get to that. And here's what we can do in the meantime. Have you ever been like, quit playing with my wife? Like, I know you are very professional, Uh, but have you ever had one of those moments like that? Not in a professional sense. (laughs) But I will say this there have been people who, because she is who she is and she is very giving, especially when she first started, she was like, let me try to help her. And I was like, they will take advantage of that sentiment. And that's when I get a little irritated because what the, what will happen is they'll start treating the business like a friendship. And it's like, now you owe me stuff because we cool. And it's like, you don't owe nobody anything because you're good with them. If you serve the purpose that you said, which is whatever, write the story, had it come out, publish it, you've done your job. After that, where's the money? Because you've done the service part of it. I love him. That's it. So <laughs> it's really about how do you support. And, and then it's like. We love him too. That's the reciprocation <laughs> though, right? It's like I've done for you, which is I've put your story out. I've done the thing. I've promoted it to a level that I can. Okay. Where's my support? And my support is dollars. So if you don't have any kind of financial support for the Dallas Weekly, I or me, you're literally taking money out of my children's mouth. I say didn't say food, money. Because they don't eat off. And they eat off money that we have. Mm-hmm. And if we're not making it, because we're also, once again, we're free. So if you can't recognize that if it ain't coming for advertising, we don't work. And some people take that as, I got to pay for the information. No, you don't. But if we don't eat, you get no information. Right. And if you're a company, it's nonprofit, business, why aren't you advertising with me? You're asking me for something. And that's like, that is not personal. That is reciprocation in business. Okay. My job is to report the news. I need money to do that. If you need the news out, guess what you should do? Right. You should probably support me. Can we stop? Can we park there? This is the part where I gotta look into the camera, <laughs> <laughs> because there. One of the things, and this isn't a Dallas. This is something I've just noticed. Period. But I mean, I really got into being a creative in Dallas. But conversations are about like people feeling entitled to. I've had this happen to me a lot of times where people will just tag me and stuff with the expectation that mm-hmm. I will just share it. Because when I, I, I'm just like you in that regard. I'm just I'm promoting everything and everybody. But I said this before, I noticed that when I stopped, and not stopping because I wanted to, but maybe life happened, maybe I'm focused on myself now, it gets really quiet. Mm -hmm. So with you coming in saying, all right, well, you want me to do X, Y, Z, how are you supporting me? 
Some people would talk about that in a transactional sense, but I see that as if we're talking about supporting black businesses, creatives, whatever, why wouldn't you? Especially if you're asking for labor. La yeah, if my labor is cost. This is America. You know, this is built on <laughs> what we call labor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll call it that nicely. But also, it's, <coughs> it's not transactional. That's the thing. Then people take it, and once again, personal, professional, you take it transactionally, but if I can't work, which is the money, and that's also, oh, let me say, let me take a step back. It's not transactional because we are partners in this. I am a, like, for example, we have, a, we have contracts with, like, the, the DART. DART doesn't just pay me to say, here's some ads. They expect us to show up at the event. They don't pay me to show up at the events. They pay for their advertising. Right. But if we are showing at a breaking of a you know, new station or something, that's what they expect as the transaction, which is not a transaction, the partnership. Yes. Even down to a lower sense. Let's say it's some small nonprofit that is uh, you know, paid $100 to be on the calendar. Well, guess what? I have a more inclined incident when they're doing something that needs to be promoted. Well, guess I got writers for that. Yeah. Because we are partners. And if mm -hmm. especially if you're doing something community-based, and I know that everybody is struggling for money, so I'm not like, we're not saying like give me thousands of dollars, but there has to be some kind of sense of we respect what you do, you respect what I do, and what we do is we promote you. You know, we talk your, we'll tell your story so that someone else doesn't tell your story. And typically, it's about you know who you know black folk, so our story can get construed. We do it from a perspective. It's like right. we're not going to go in and immediately go, okay, here's all the bad stuff you did because we could. There's always some some faults in people's plans. Right. Most mainstream, if you will, you know, non-black entities will find that fault and use that as the crux of the story. Clickbait, all of that. It's what it Drives is. Drives traffic. And you know, and it's honestly, and honestly, it's like on my level because I, I own the company. It's like that ain't even necessarily a bad thing. It should show you, hey, you got some some things to work on because somebody found that you know you didn't pay this person three three years ago or something like that. And that's typically what happens. <laughs> Someone goes, they didn't pay me some money, and they don't tell them about that good. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> they were broke, but you know that you know, they were broke then. Like you know, right. but I'm they not didn't have no money. So now you can go back if they get a little success and say, okay, now you had you know stuff in the past or you know things like that. We got I'm not gonna tell them who it is, but we got some folks right now that have some kind of let's say gray areas. They're doing some good work, but there are some small gray areas that people come to me and say, have you talked about that yet? Not yet. Right. It's in the mix, but I, I'm giving them the grace to say they're working to make something positive happen, and I know that takes work, and sometimes you fail in. I didn't, it's like us. If somebody doesn't pay me, I can't pay you. Right. It's not, it, it is my fault I can't pay you, but it's like, I'm not forgotten about you. Like, I have to wait on somebody to pay me. Right. So that I can then do what I need to do. And sometimes you have to decide who gets paid. Like, I got to keep the lights on, so maybe this person doesn't get that thing we need. Uh, to, I'll call them and say, hey, it's going to be like this. I ain't forgot about you, but I got to do this thing so I can keep it going. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks in our industry understand that. Like, a lot of journalists and photographers, people, get that. Right. Other folks necessarily don't because, you know, it's just like it is, and it's their right. You said you were going to pay me for this, and you haven't. What's up? And you got to, you know, eat crow and be like, mm -hmm. I don't have it. And I probably won't for maybe a couple weeks or <laughs> maybe a month or who knows how long, but I promise that's going to happen. That's sometimes, you know, my reputation speaks, and my father's did too. It's like, you know, I'm gonna pay you. Right. I've never not paid a bill I've owed. It's I, just, I've used that line many times. We like, don't, I, know, I pay we, my debts. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't keep There's debt nobody out. Nobody in these streets that says that Dallas Weekly now, owes them money. On the schedule, that might be different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like student loan <laughs> payments, right? It's like, I gotta kind of develop a little bit more to do more. <laughs> and that's why, like, one of my main goals always, I always say, is like, I, I will 
always look for any opportunity to give us exposure to allow that conversation to be easier with future clientele to know that we are legit. And she's we are way the more transparent deal. than I would even be. Like she'd be sending yeah. out like <laughs> statement, like, look, we got we got this person to say that's like, whoa, 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 you don't know them all that. But that's I mean, like I said, like she's she takes it personal. So she like when somebody I mean, says talks bad about you, it's like that's in the streets. Like, you know, people will say your name and you're hoping they say good things, but you know there's somebody. I say this about young men. It's like every dude knows when you get to be a good dude, like you know that some woman's out there is telling you, you ain't shit, and then she's telling the truth. <laughs> you know, like, and you can't say she's not. Like, right. And that's what it is. Like someone's going to be out there and say, that motherfucker did this, and it's like they ain't lying. <laughs> I'm not like that now, but they're not lying. Right. <laughs> Hopefully I can make I that right. I didn't get here through full grace. You <laughs> know, there was some mistakes along the way. There were expensive mistakes Very along expensive mistakes. the way. You know? But everybody's allowed to make them. Like I said, I've made yeah. some expensive mistakes. Yeah. I walked in the <laughs> office and dad has looked at me like, so where'd those, like, however many thousands of dollars it was, so where'd that go? And it's like, they uh, disappeared and I don't know if I can get that back. And he was like, <laughs> and he just pulled out, and he just pulled out a little liquor or something. He's like, yep, now you've gone across that line. Yeah. You know, like, because you have to learn, you don't learn those lessons without experience. Like, you don't, someone can't tell you, get your money at, don't get, don't wait on the money at the door, get it before. Because you throw an event or something. Wait, say that one more time. So y'all be coming in here with these lines. We got to yeah. sit on this. Say that one more time. You don't You don't bank on the money at the door. You get the money before. Oh, you're, if you're throwing a party, event, all that should be paid for before. If you're waiting on the door, you've already lost. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because as I've been told, Negroes will let you down. I love my people, but the door will let you down. Get that sponsorship. For, and if you don't, there's no event. I've told her she had to do that twice. Like, there's I've, no sponsor. Yeah, I've had to cancel whole events because I don't Two, believe in that at all. And I'll all. tell you, here's the date you have until you need to cancel it. Because yeah. if you don't cancel after this, now you're committed and you're going to lose money. And that's only that. For me, I'm also very emotional. So Dallas is a petty-ass town. <laughs> and the last thing that <laughs> I want. just going to do is tear. It is. The no. last thing I want, though, is because the thing is, you throw a bad party, people will talk about that party for years. For years. And I know that because I'm one of them people. Yeah. <laughs> you be clowning people's parties. I mean, there's people or that, events. You know, there's, yeah, there's, there's events a party. that it happened almost ten years ago. I still talk about because that's how bad it was, and that's how Ooh. everywhere is. So it's like get your money up front for anything. You <laughs> have to do. Sell my name <laughs> out <go> here, <laughs> and then you mm-hmm. learn that. But you have to learn that lesson the hard way. There's no one I've known that has learned that lesson through just saying it. Right. I've had people that uh, are doing things now. They used to work for the company. Have learned that lesson at my company in the '90s. It's like oh, I'll never. Mr. Washington told me, yada, yada, and I had to learn, you lost thousands of dollars, I mean, tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. Go back to a petty-ass town. Why do you feel it is that way? And I, because <laughs> when y'all tell me this stuff, I'm saying this um, for the transplants right. that come to Dallas <laughs> oh, that I start businesses. That, no, she's we, a transplant. Right, so we, because transplants come here. I came here in the ninth here. grade. Yeah, Does that still. not count for anything? Man, you've been here for a minute. You yeah. spent your whole high school experience years. here. Yeah. But yeah. tell people, like, I think people learn real quick. Like you kind of have to earn it's respect. A, it's your also place a big small that. town. I don't right. think people she get that. that. Here in mm-hmm. Dallas, it's a big small town. I can I know your people are by asking which high school you went to. That's the St. Louis stuff. You know you, you what church you go to. Who went to church on? Like, and we will and we'll find all of your stuff. Right? People will be ready to talk. Like, oh yeah, they did this in eighth grade and such. And they got, their cousin robbed that bank and they went loose there. And yeah, and it's like that's been it always here. I mean, that's everywhere in Texas. Honestly, you go to Houston, it's the same thing. They'll go, you went to Jack Yates, or you know so and so. They're like, yeah, well, his granddaddy was this person. It's like, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. It's a big, small town, one. And what I think that people don't get is they, they hear this Metroplex talk. They come from California, Missouri, <laughs> you know, wherever. <laughs> and it's like, you think it's a big city. It's like, it's not. Like, as soon as you mess up, your name is in the streets. If you mess up with somebody who's from here. 
happened to us. They come in and they say, oh, I'm from wherever. They didn't do something. I'll call somebody I know. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I met with them. I don't be doing with them no more. And it's like, right. And, and so you got to now earn that again. And I'm not going to say anybody's name, but you probably know who I'm talking about. No, because we yeah. had this happen recently. So I, I'm not going to say a name, but I had a guest that came in. And as the, as the, uh, the second guest was coming in, they got introduced to each other for the first time. So they ended up having to do you know, and I didn't know, I didn't know nobody they was talking about, <laughs> but I'm just sitting here like, right. well, damn, she learned real quick who you can't stand, who you would yeah. never work with, she don't understand why you do. It was a whole lot, this was like a two-hour conversation, and I'm just sitting here like, <laughs> and it's purposeful. Are we going to be okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's but purposeful. Or, or can these episodes still drop, though, because this was really intense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to do. It's <laughs> I wouldn't go interrupt the conversation. Because it's also, it's a business town. I don't yes. think people get that either. This town was built on business and, and relationships. And the white folk that mm. started this town uh, way back in the day and those that evolved in, the families are still here. In the 30s, they had this, the plan for Dallas. You can look up on, you know, KRA and other documentaries. They knew what they wanted for their town in, like, the 1920s. Fair Park wasn't built because it was nice. They knew what it was and they knew what it could be. That permeates throughout every community. So if I'm telling you I work with this person, I work, what I'm telling you is here's how you become successful here. Those people will screw you out of money. That person's a liar. These people do good business, so only deal with them. And that's why certain families, certain entities, certain companies rise fast and stay risen, and others are always scrambling, meeting the next transplant that don't know that they ain't shit to make sure that they can get that Man, business deal. Hold up. So how, but okay, so what's the difference between giving somebody a fair an actual warning and it just being personal because you can't stand them. I think there is, is there a thin line between thin. they do bad business and I just really don't like them. So yes. this is I a would say issue. it's a numbers game. If you hear it more than twice, it's probably true. Because mm -hmm. I've had to say to her, like somebody will say, oh, that person, that person. I'll go, well, I didn't hear that from them. Or they'll say that or a person we trust will not like another person, but they've done good by us. So we know that at that point, it might have been a professional beef, but that's a personal beef you have. Right. So if I hear your name with three or four people I trust, oh, you're no, you're no good. Exactly. You are obviously n out of pocket. But yep. if it's just, oh, you know, so-and-so didn't say this, and that one's like, oh, I'm good with them. It's like they had a personal thing that happened. And really, that's it. Small town. Who you know needs to be reputable. And if you know five or six reputable people, and they all say the same thing, then they're probably telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. If one says it, uh, one out of five says it, it's probably just them. Two out of five says it, give it some grace. <laughs> Three out of five say it, it's like start looking at them weird. Four out of five say it, it's Just like, nah, man, done it. Five yeah. out of five, you don't even, I, I've had people call up and I'm like, my dad, like, no. So-and-so's calling, no. Don't even want to talk to you. They, it's an introduction. I don't need to be introduced because these people have already told me who you are. Right. That is old school Dallas business. And I've, I've learned the hard way, like two or three very important times of people who said stay away from them and I didn't listen. And sure enough, yeah. so I was like, now I get it. With people that you trust, say stay away. But it's good to also, that's why the relationship building is so important, you know? Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. though, like I said, it's not transactional because down the line, we all benefit from this. Yeah. Right. Someone will have a media arm to their small business because we're good with them and we know that they do good business. Someone else, you're just another story in the in the queue, you know. Like, and there's no grace with your faults or your gray areas. It's Ooh. point like that because that's what's important. <laughs> no and grace. that's I'm dealing with that right now. We're gonna do a story about you know a, a popular entity. Let's say that. And there's some things that is like that's a little tense within our community. The key is we're gonna mention it, but it's not gonna be like that's the focal point of that story. Mm -hmm. It's just this is also being talked about in this greater positive kind of thing. Because right. if I didn't do that. 
the people in that little gray area are calling me. Hey, you didn't say this. And I'm like, I trust them. I'm reputable with them. I'm handshake with them. I am family legacy with them. They see us and they And they will see us. They know my mama in them. It's like, and I've had people do that to me. Like, oh, I'm trying to get to, you know, I can't get to me. My mom will call. Hey, so-and-so was trying to call you. Man. Why didn't you pick up the phone when they did? Yeah. If you want to schedule a meeting, get through uh, his mother. <laughs> get through. Or my meeting. father. Not you know, trying to run a business and folks calling your because mama. Because they, they know <laughs> who I am. They know who she is. And if they're, you know, who they are, it's like sometimes it's all the time. It's like, well, I'm cutting through that schedule of yours with this. And it's like, oh, yeah, I guess you We've can. actually been able to, And it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Yeah, I've done that. Like, she's been able to get us meetings in places that they probably wouldn't have got us with the president. But he sat down and was like. Your mother t- said that I had to have lunch with you, so what's up? Yeah. Like, that's literally well, how he started. Or your father said that. He yeah. called me from Atlanta and said that you were doing a do, so what can we do? And it's like, right, thank you. And I'll take that. <laughs> no no, no, no pushback no. like mama that no. is the That is the what my father and mother have earned in the town with their reputations, For their relationships, years. and their mm-hmm. partnerships. It's That's the kind of ex- – that's what big, small town, the Washington name means something. And that's what, you know, my wonderful wife – that's what she's <laughs> developing now. It's like you got to make a network, which is basically from scratch, really, because my network ain't your network. Although we share, it's like you need to make your own connections and your own ways to achieve your goals. I'm that, that you know, that silver bullet that goes, okay, if that's not working, let me see if I can help and call the right people or do whatever I can do. But there is an earning here. Like it's always earning. And yeah. it, I mean, even when you get older, there's new people that come in. Like you can blow up and we can be like, hey, we know her. Can we get on? Because we got, and you might have, well, I got this schedule. It's like, can we please? Because we know you from back Dallas there. Weekly ain't got to ask. No, no. All that is, I just well, shoot I mean, me I said, a text. I, I appreciate it, but it's shoot also like, I don't text. believe I just deserve it because we are who we are. That it's part. Like, but okay, but hold on. I'm going to say this, and I'm not saying it because y'all are who y'all are. It's because the CEO of who y'all are didn't think twice <laughs> <laughs> when I DM'd her. She didn't see me. I talked about this already. I'm going to keep doing it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care if it's away. She didn't question. She didn't go, oh, well, she only had, and she saw me as a person and somebody worthy of sharing her story. So for yeah. that reason alone, because I don't get that from everybody, trust. Mm-hmm. Right. Good work speaks, though, and good that work part. should speak. That part. It's okay, y'all. It's, it's cool. <laughs> I'm over it. I mean, I mean, but technically, I'm here because of that. Like, <laughs> she, you had on her. You had on Clarice Chris, who I Man. admire and appreciate. You had on one of my... My, my what I call my mentees, which is Alicia with her hair thing, and she's new to doing this. She's a local, I didn't but she's know new. how new she was. And these were, but these were the best stories came from. I wasn't even thinking of it as well. She's so and so. When I listened to y'all talk that day, she did that story and called it out like, "Hey, don't be out here stealing our stuff." Like I don't come for y'all. I said, <laughs> but, yeah, that, like yeah. he didn't yeah. even know that I was I was outside on our front porch, mm-hmm. and I was just so mad about it again because I'm I emotional. <laughs> But, but yeah, you our people, people here respond to that. Like, they be wanting somebody to come in here and take the headband off <laughs> and just talk because that's what people want, real stories. Like, if you came in here all suited and booted and just said the right things and didn't want to call a spade a spade, yeah, I it wouldn't work. That. It wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. But you talking about, like, how y'all work as a unit mm-hmm. because, again, you are the first black couple <laughs> on here. I got to ask this feels like dating done right. <laughs> Intentionality. Well, it's a the long story. Oh, it's, it's a long, it's short long? story. It's a short it's, it's, story. That's actually a long, if you want to get into all of it. Like, What's the she will tell you, oh, it's 10 years. It's a short story. 10 years ain't no short story. 
Uh, but that's it. Really is. She's right. It's ten years of different levels of relationship, from kind of in each other's orbit to common friends to let's say a little more than that to not being good to being better to marriage to then parents to then business partners like that's not a short story it's a it's one that keeps going i mean that's the one that much makes it short it's like it's one long one continual story but no nah, it's like that's i think then she said that we have an and i would say a good story uh but it's not standard when you right. say that you can be with you can be around somebody and kind of have this teetering relationship for a decade, ain't nobody got a decade to waste, right? Like That's people want true. stuff immediate well, gratification. Got two business days out here, in these you know, <laughs> and compound that with social media and expectation Ooh. and yeah, you know, the atmosphere is totally different yeah, no, now yeah, than it was back when we we actually laugh almost what twice three times a week. Like I'm so glad uh, we didn't have that Man. stuff. Because <laughs> like, that would have made or that? break. Because like I, let's just say. I was out here in these streets. So yeah. if there was you? social yeah, was media, wait, like he would yeah. just be the just guy Burnett. that would just, Jessica, <laughs> Jessica Burnett was not Jessica Washington. <laughs> <laughs> you was outside all day. All you night. was a city girl. Let's just yeah. say, I understand what she's doing. <laughs> I don't agree with it right now because I'm like, you're a mom, you know, like Kiki's a baby. She's daddy. fine. She ain't married that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You probably the first man that's been said that. Well, we, we can talk about that later. I didn't get too much into it because I, I don't have a brain for social media, really. I mean, I, don't, I shouldn't say that. I don't have a, an attitude in, like, for I social say he'd media. He'd be on TikTok hard body, but, but that's TikTok a whole will thing. take you down a hole. Yeah, no, thing. you can go down some rabbit holes. But I'd say that the landscape has changed dramatically over every five years over the last 10, about 15 or so. And that's what makes it challenging to even talk about it because it's like I was just thinking about, like, my, our expectations in dating was totally different and coming from a different place than a 25-year-old today. Like, I can't imagine seeing grandiose gestures and hashtags of all these things and thinking, man, I ain't got no money in my pocket. How am I supposed to bring a, a three dozen roses in 50, a suit 50. and, a, you know, <laughs> all this stuff? And, the, like, all this, like, <laughs> how am I supposed to compete with what I see? Mm-hmm. And if she's seeing it, expecting that, how am I supposed to live up to that? I, I, don't, I can't imagine that, you know, because our big expectation was, you, the expectation was dinner. Like, yeah. you don't take a girl out to a nice dinner when At we were young. At least for me. It was like, you give now, me some drinks, two and a half drinks. <laughs> How do you bring somebody that's outside, inside? I don't even know if it's outside, inside. It's like, do you? what's your expectation of outside? Oh, okay. Because, you know, you can be outside at a park or outside at a club or outside doing 15 things in life. Because I remember I had a homeboy of mine who's now married with children as well. We were like, when, when Blind Date and Eliminate got popular. Remember I remember that? I remember that? Remember that? He was sure like, man, not. the game's ruined. And I was like, what you talking about? He was like, look at what they're doing on these so-called dates. There's like three locations. There's time spent. Like, that's like, he was like, look, he was charging up on the, he was like, that's like $30 for that. You got to do pottery. Then you're going to go out and do some sip and painting. Then you got to go do on a park walk. I was like, yeah, actually, that's, that's wild. Lot, like, that's yeah. like four or five different things for a date. Right. He was like, a date used to be sit down, you talk about where you come from, what you do. Yada yada yada, and you hope that she's like, okay, we can see each other again. He's right. like, now you gotta like show and prove, like you gotta throw out money, and then you got. And I was like, man, I didn't even think about that. And he was like, that's what I'm, because he was in, he was in these streets. Yeah. But they're not even throwing out. I think what you see, like you said, you don't have the brain for social media. A lot of it is online. People arguing. They're not even get. We're not even getting to the date because people are too busy arguing and having that's these all pissing pain contests. Points. That's just horrible pain points yeah. that I see that we used to do in in more closed circles. But now it's become a public. Everything's public now. Yes. You know, and I think that's the that's a shame, actually, because private life was something how you developed yourself. And now I think that 
I don't know, black folk discovered therapy 15 years ago, and it's like, y'all know that's been around, right? Like, like, And it's also like, you know, people have been dealing with their traumas for a while. Like, you know, yeah. if your mama didn't hit you, but hers did, congratulations, <laughs> somebody is talking about trauma in your life. <laughs> right. But these these buzzwords of healing, trauma, yes, it's like, manifest. those are just buzzwords, manifest. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff is, and it's also become, like, I deal in image. You know, we, we are a media company. Image is one of the most powerful things in the world, and image right. is now guiding reality, which is, it's supposed to be the opposite. Right. You know, it's like, life is imitating art, where it should be art is imitating life. Yeah. You know, and so that's really strange, too, because mm-hmm. social media has been adopted by not just our community, but just in general, as a guiding tool for behavior, for attitude, for relationships and interaction. And I see these mostly young men, by the way, Very young. have all these opinions. I'm like, nigga, you don't know shit when you're 25. You're still learning who the hell you are. You about to tell somebody you the rib or something? No. <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it's like, this is strange because you would never step out of line and talk like that 30 years ago, you know, as a 20-year-old. Right. You would be like, you would what sound you insane. You would sound insane. <laughs> you the <Yeah>. rib. <laughs> you're like, I leave this house. You ain't got a house. Y'all ain't got no houses. Like, right. You, you see the housing market? Y'all ain't got houses. Y'all got apartments. <laughs> But you're talking about I'm head of the household. Like, no, that means more than just I got a mortgage, you know? <laughs> Especially look at demographics. It's like women are now more likely to own a home. So what are you the head of? Her home? Like, that don't make any sense to me. Yeah. We now, have very a, strict rules. It's like these, these, these rigid to, interactions. Yeah. I'm like, you're so rigid. Like, there's no move. Like, y'all ain't having a conversation? Where I think then you know, I, I don't know how exactly how to, you know, dive into it directly, but that's what I see now is that young people are acting like they're adults because there is no check and balance on social media. There is your right because it's your platform and you get to say what you want and everybody's the Oprah of their own show. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, how do you break that? You know, How do you say you're actually not right, you are not the Oprah, and nobody gives a damn about your social? <laughs> like, that means nothing. Well, I would say to counter that, well, I think why we're so awesome mm. Um, as Dallas <laughs> Weekly, but also as a couple, like I mean, it really kind of still shocks me how many people say like they think that we're the dopest couple, like I every like, every time I tell them that, and I'm like, I think it's just um, authenticity because it's so rare that it's very recognizable. Um, I like go back to like seeing this like plastic surgeon he was talking about like when people get the lining of like their hair re- reconstructed or whatever, and he said when surgeons make it perfect, you know, it's very obvious because human eye doesn't recognize perfection it recognizes imperfections right so it's very noticeable when people get hair pieces or surgery on their hairline because these doctors keep making these perfect lines for the hairline he was like and it's not real so when you see something real that makes you believe it i just think like that's that's true no it's like and that's why we get well also it's like you know (laughs) we are old school that's one of the things where we got together because we both have this sort of I'll call it traditional idea of what your public persona is. Like, okay. I don't need to tell you all of our problems. But when we're out, we're a unit. You know, we don't, like you said, I put her at CEO. That's, that's take your ego out of it because that's the best thing to do at the time and support that decision. Choice is where I've always found myself in any relationship. It, you choose. You wake up every day and you choose the person you're with. Mm-hmm. You choose the job every you have. Every day. Every single, every moment, you know, you choose that. And if you are not happy with your choice, it's not the other person's fault. They didn't say choose me. You did. Mm. So if you can't accept the fact that you're making choices that, that hurt or he- heal you, then you're going prob- to be problematic to everybody. 
you know? Okay. So in a relationship, a romantic relationship, like I said, sometimes there's expectation. Dispel all that. Here's what we're going to do. You and I are going to build a family. That means you have to be on point with X, Y, and Z, and I have to be on point with A, B, and C. As long as you're doing your job, contract, remember, and I'm doing mine, there's no need to sue each other. But if you Mm -hmm. break your contract, which is you said you were going to do this, 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 and this, then we have a problem. And communication is how you resolve conflict. Think about a mediator at a lawyer. Like, okay, well, you said that. Well, what's the compensation for you breaking that if you're going to get back on point? Are you, what, washing the dishes for a week because you said you would and you didn't? You cheated on her. What are you going to do now? Because right. you broke that contract. Mm. And if she wants to know the contract, well, then you have she has license to or he has license to. And that's, that's another thing that's going on in these streets. Like the, the idea that the relationship itself is image is the weird part to me. I just saw TikTok, remember. <laughs> there are young guys who I do get. I'm not a video game. I didn't, I didn't grow up in necessarily that era of everything's video game. But I get that video games have become a, um, a monetary source for some young people. They create these characters, these teams, and they play in things where they can get money. So they support themselves through this. It seems childish, but they're actually providing themselves a lifestyle. And it's been a trend on TikTok where these girls go and uh, delete their boyfriend's character designs, NB, N2K or whatever. Oh. And then laugh as these guys have literal emotional breakdowns. Because they're like, all they're seeing is my livelihood has been destroyed and you're laughing at me. Mm-hmm. Because the respect of that person as a person isn't there. Because all you see is the image of laughing gets likes. This kind of, and like you said, that tension, that back and forth battle of the sexes gets views. It does. So I can break a person down on, in public mm-hmm. and it benefits me. Right. And that's the thing. What is it? Clout or whatever they call clout, it? Clout, yes. And so I said, like, that's kind of the weird part. It's like, how do you even consider yourself a whole person when you do things like that and then go on your own personal platform and big yourself up? You will die alone. And that's what I think is the strength. I, you know, I, I always like, you know, children, family, no one wants to die alone in my opinion. Like, and alone means, not like, everybody dies alone, obviously, but nobody loves you. Nobody wants you to stay on because you are a bad person or you didn't have those relationships. That's what I see them developing in a younger uh, relationships now. It's like you are doing things for image, but you're not doing things to benefit you as a person or the longevity of your relationship because those relationships build networks, and your network goes beyond money and housing and things. It goes into your now you have couple friends who support each other. Like, mm-hmm. and I've realized that about. I told her that like I, it's kind of strange how all of my friends who were literal city boys for a long time <laughs> are all husbands and fathers now and they're like me it's like i wouldn't give that shit up for nothing (laughs) you know it's like so we're all in the same boat our close friends are couples i don't even know if i could be friends with a single guy right now right real deep friends yeah because how am i going to tell you about my my own pain points with my own relationship if you can't even understand why i would have them Mm. you out here trying to find a woman and i'm sitting here trying to make sure i maintain mine and that's a whole different lifestyle i have children i'm trying to rear with a business that has legacy. So most of my friends usually own something. Right. You know, it's like those, I know they say like you should be around the people, but it's like sometimes life presents that so that you have no choice but to do that to big yourself up. Can't go to somebody who's single with a business and go, oh man, I got to figure out how I'm going to like support the wife because she's feeling bad in this thing. It's going to hurt. Like, I can't relate to that. I can't relate. And it's like, and you don't need to. It's like, but I do. I need that in order for me to keep going. So social is, as I told you, it's like high fructose corn syrup. It's like the worst <laughs> thing that happened, but it's everywhere. Yeah. It's killing everyone, but it's in everything. 
And it's like, that's what I look at. It's like high fructose corn syrup is every social media platform since Facebook launched. <laughs> and uh, I would tell people if you really want to get down, really turn that shit off. I know you it's have hard. To de- no, I noticed before the off. platform, I would take sometimes two to three months off social media. I would deactivate everything. And what it would do for me, mm-hmm. I miss being able, you mm-hmm. literally have to. Just to live life, maybe let, watch something, maybe Not be like influenced by stuff that maybe isn't even important. Like right. that Kiki Palmer shit. Like I was dumbfounded how people had the time to talk about that. I'm like, you're yeah. talking about two, a baby mama and a baby daddy arguing what the baby daddy said at the baby mama at right. a concert? What? I unfollowed some platforms <laughs> because I was just like, no shade to Essence historically, but I was pissed that Essence put that out. Like, you guys spent money and spent time when we have um, Roe v. Wade, black you know, that just happened. Affirmative action issue just happened. That and I'm like, but y'all talking more, more about this key? Like, I was, I was appalled. And so it was just she like, no. I know. Was, that's, I'm a, you and Clarice both were. At the, that, the views went up on that because Clarice came in here and did what nobody else did. She was like, all right, that is what it is, but let me talk about what we got going on in our purse. She brought yeah. it, she circled it back like, but are we talking about who we dealing with, the issues in your home, your mm-hmm. womb? So it was, and people wanted to fight that. I'm like, well, we're going to go both sides, but everything comes back to how is this relative in my life? Have I explored? Let, yeah. let me unpack my own shit, is and how that went. It's just like. And honestly, I think that was a real revelation of why that was so popular right if you're t- what you said it is all true. comes back to the you look people at what were you attacked saw. no and it's like and you're seeing something seen. and you want to say how does that affect me I- every media media is about like really letting you kind of understand your own reality oh so if that's what takes over and you're upset about it right it's really what does that say about you it's personal it's my baby daddy and my man somebody, i can't dress like this that's really what it was for a lot of yeah them. and if yeah. somebody challenges even the notion of a media outlet doing that and you're taking offense it's like ooh. You don't you don't feel seen, do you? Right. A and lot you don't of people feel like can we stop? A lot of people don't feel seen. <laughs> you know? Can we uh, social media is people get off that social? Whatever. I guarantee you, you'll feel seen again, because you'll be dealing with real people. That part, yeah. You can't do shit for likes. Like people don't like you. It's like sad. <laughs> people don't like you. <laughs> yeah. Can we? Yeah, that's ahead, what it there. is. Park yeah, park 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 there. Go ahead. It's not real. Your friends on social aren't your you ain't real got friends. friends on social. That's yeah. the thing. It's I don't illusion. care if they like your posts every day. Those aren't your friends. I don't care if they comment every time. No, I don't they care really how not. many times they share. You know, I don't care like how long y'all been friends on social, how many platforms if you guys on collaborate social, on. It is not real. It's not real. Agree. Now, when I see you place. in these streets, again, that relationship that's building. Because see, I believe in real relationships. And so there's people, I'm just saying, like, there's people who I'm friends with that have huge platforms and we go out and you never even see evidence of that. And it's on purpose because you want to exist. That is way more important to me to have that, that relationship with them than show motherfuckers that like, yes, my life is awesome. It always is. I don't have to show that on social media. And even if it is, I don't need you thinking that that's the only part of my life that matters. That part. You I know? had that. Somebody was like, girl, you be outside. I said, if you see me at something, it's probably an event. It's a networking <laughs> event, and I'm tired, and I really want to go home. <laughs> right. And so the fact that you're DMing me when you have my cell phone number in real life, right. forcing me to get back on this app that I didn't feel like getting back Look. on today. Get, girl, get out I'm of my life. I'm about to cuss you out. Get Why out of my life. Why are you DMing me? I you don't have my respond. phone. You don't. No, no. If you, if especially because you know how people see you and they want, they want something professional from you. I'm like, you. Uh, my email's on my website. Yeah, I don't know very you. Strict. <laughs> like, very strict. And if you don't know my email, then I damn sure don't want to do business with you. Yeah, and I always like to say I don't like to do business through DMs. I was actually sure, forced yeah. to like the last week, and it, it fumbled <laughs> quickly. So, really? mm-hmm. 
or y'all or y'all gonna is this gonna be one of them conversations where your name in the streets now because no, no, fumble? No. I some a lot of times now I just I give her, I give her the quick one. <laughs> I go, Oh, that's not gonna work out. And then I let her say, That didn't work out. No. All right. <laughs> yeah, that happened too. Cause no, I'm saying like social is a very, very powerful tool. And the thing that's crazy to me is that it's it's a tool, you know, and it's it's like I don't understand when it actually happened, but I remember when Facebook hit. Like, when was that? It was like 2005. I remember having to email Zuckerberg yeah. out of college to get added on. Kyle, my, my, yep. my, my best friend called me up and told me, hey, you heard of this Facebook thing? Yeah. No. And I was like, he's like, you got to have like a oh, car. Yep. And I remember watching it. Because I remember we had Black Planet in college, whatever it was back in the day. And that was even odd to me. Because I was like, people are literally, I had a friend of mine who got the first catfish of my existence was in college. 2002-ish dude uh, catfished my homeboy, and I was just laughing because I was like, you you really thought that's what the... You think that a person who looked this good, <laughs> who put that image online, saw your broke college ass and said... <laughs> I want a piece of I that. I want a piece of that? Like, I just like, the thing you convinced yourself was what made me fun. Like, <laughs> but that's what I think. And then I saw the images get better. So I was like, oh, people are now putting their personal images out to look their best. Even though they're they're busted and broken, all this shit. Right. And then it was now I got information on my page that can confuse and deliberately, you know, mix up how people see me. Then it was I could put video on that joint and put it up. I was like, Jesus, it's just getting worse and worse. Then all of a sudden I look up and people are like, Oh, they got whole whole platforms based on them sitting themselves in front of a mic talking about their ideas with no kind of pushback of anything. You really right. don't fool with this at all. You can tell. what I said this. I was, and somebody, little Bud, I ain't gonna even say who it was, watch my story that day. After I had you and Lil D back to back, I was like, oh, God bless Lil D. I said this was so important because I had two people that literally work in media back to back on episodes. And for me, somebody that was a mass comm major that didn't, that ended up going into sales and didn't go into media, I respected having two people on that like put in the work. Mm. So that's why I was apprehensive about creating a podcast because I respect people that are actually mm. in the industry. So I always kind of give a side eye to us on this side. I ain't gonna lie, y'all, I do. Because everybody, like you you're said, grabs no, the mic. Here, here's what the difference But I respect the craft as well. That's so there's the difference. That's the difference. Though. I say media is like magic. Like you ever seen like, uh, and magic is tricks, right? Yes. You're going to, you're paying money to get lied to. But <laughs> you want to get lied to in that moment. In you, a great and you way. Res- anyway, and you respect the lie as long as it, for just a moment, makes you believe it's real. That okay. is media, in an essence. You can, I don't care if it's news, movies, TV, radio. It's, I need you to listen to me, watch me forever, and just for a moment, think that I am the authority in it. Right. Listen to what I'm saying. Watch what I'm doing. I mean, mainstream media does it the best. Because, like, uh, I've been told this by journalists from the Journalists um, really are curators of reality. That's what they're kind of called in our industry. Like, because I'm giving you something that you can go back and verify yourself. That's why you trust me. I'm not just going, uh, the sky's blue. You're going, no, the sky's blue because I've done five or six different experiments you can go do like this, and I talked to these people who study the sky that told me this thing. Here's why they told It's an information-based media, which is why it's trusted. When you look at things like a Fox News, just listen to see how many facts they give you. And a fact is something you as a person who has no idea what they're talking about can look up and verify. Media, in, the, in essence, is a magic trick. And it's going, okay, but everybody's not David Copperfield. Okay. Some people are on the street doing card tricks. Mm-hmm. 
But if you're that, <laughs> you say it that way. But if you're that good at doing card <laughs> tricks, guess what? Eventually, you're going to get on TV because you're actually as good as the guys in Vegas. David Blaine is that guy, right? right. And if, if you don't, people don't know magic, I love magic. By the way, I love everything. He magic. really does. Yeah, I do. Because it, the craft itself takes work and time and dedication. You don't just get to pull a dove out of a hat. And people don't realize they used to kill the dove. To sell the idea of me disappearing this thing, I will flatten it in my hand and literally kill it and bring you another one so that you'll say he created something out of nothing. That's the kind of dedication a magician has. There for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in our industry, it's I'm going to show you this black guy getting shot over and over and over and over till you black person believe every single cop is going to kill you because then you're going to tune into me to get your fear fix. And you're going to keep coming back to me to get you. And I'm going to show you more of it. Even though, and this is not, it's not to disrespect anybody who's lost somebody from that land. Most of us have not been killed by the police. Correct. And if you go out, you've had interactions. They might be bad or good. But this one does it. Any cop pulls over for anything, I am scared to death. Yeah. Look. And I will go down I rabbit holes <laughs> in social media from people who have no basis in reality or factual information to fix that fear. And I don't want you to make me feel better. I want you to validate my fear. Right. Validate my fear. Okay. Now, what does that do on the other hand? The magic trick is that actually gets you to not do what's needed to change that system. Because now you're just yelling. Are you going to police boards? Are you right. voting in ways that create things? Are you actually right. showing up, putting in, because here's the thing you can do. Complain. Just go into a complaint and say, this officer, and whenever it happens, because they hate that. You can find all the older media back when they had to compete with each other. They used to do things like that. Walk into a police station with a camera on and just say, hey, I'm looking to see how I can form a complaint. And watch cops go ballistic. Lose their shit. Pull their guns yeah. out. Like, why I'm are sure you here? sure there's still clips on YouTube. White people would do this. Yeah. You know? And it's like, but that was the way they proved the police department as a whole is kind of out of pocket. Because they don't even want you to know how to complain about it. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you complain, it's on record. So if that happens, here's a slew of stuff you've already done. Right. Dallas Morning News, to their credit. Just put out a story about a cop who has been out of control for years, but never nothing happened. So when they're telling the story, they have 15 years of documented evidence that says he was years. harassing, he was uh, coercion, he was you know pulling guns. Like, and now it's like now police department. What do you do? You keep him on. You almost have to let them go. There's some other situations, and I forget what the state was, but um, uh, the the police chief, uh, the cops did something you know crazy, you know shot somebody or something like that. But the police chief had no no basis to keep them on. He didn't even say they did anything wrong. What he said was, well, there was so much media attention, we felt like they just needed to go. But I thought about that. That's the magic trick for the police. I'm not going to tell you they're bad. You know they're bad. But I'm going to keep that image of protect and serve. Right. Those guys were the bad guys. Even though I'm not even going to tell you they're bad guys. I'm not going to say it. But that our industry is magic. You know, it is, it is image. Image can coerce. And we said social media. There's a reason it's not called social magic. It's social media. Social magic. Now, you can say that somebody's going to come up with an LLC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, go for it. It's like, but social media is media. And what it does, it's what's crazy to me, is it, it provides the power of media to an individual with no respect for the industry, no respect for the craft. So I can lie to you, and I'll never have to apologize. That's what I say about us. We have to apologize if we get something wrong. TV publicly. Canceled. I mean, but nobody really gets canceled. You, you know, it's like, what is that? A slap back. on the wrist? That's being put in time out for a while. <laughs> Basically. No, like, we I mean, we're a news organization, so legally we cannot and be And foundationally, out here. if I don't do that, 
you're gonna leave me. Like you're gonna know that I am not genuine. Because we actually come from an era of like social capital, right? Um, And again, no shade to the newcomers because I heard that affected a lot of people last time I said that. Um, I I don't I didn't I felt like people might have also hopped in front of bullets that may not have been meant for them. No, because I saw post immediately that Sunday when the episode dropped. I ain't stupid, y'all. Look. Because I know you're going, now that I realize yeah, who watches just, it now. I just found out some of that. I was like, oh. Hit dogs I'll be, will uh, holler. I said, yeah, now say that, that is not coincidence, baby. No. I know I may not know a whole lot, but the timing does. The timing, yeah. Trust At least me. say hi to me if you're going to feel a type of way about it. So. But no, if you want to keep hi. yourself in the, in the good standings speak. of the media landscape, then you need to be accountable for what you say right. and what you do in your media space. So if you messed up, you need to be on public, on your platform, saying, I'm, and here's how. Here's what it is. It's called a retraction in our industry. Right. Mm-hmm. And you'd have to say, and, we, and trust me, I've been sued for not putting a retraction in fast enough. Right. Trust me. I know how that goes. Yeah, we were sued for nine months for not doing something within two weeks. And that is, wait, and that's not personal. Nope. Dude is an ass, but that's not personal. It is, I, I sent you the thing, I asked you to do it, you didn't. Here's the here's the response to that. You exactly. seem so cool about it. Because it's not personal. Because we really fuck, about because we fucked for real up. Career. We should have. And I, did I even the told retraction. her I was like, and I, one thing is, we did a retraction in the wrong space. Right. I didn't put it in the right. And he space. was still legally in his right to sue us, so we had to go through it. Like we, neither one of us actually complained about it. It was a nuisance to do it, but it was like we fucked up. We don't make them kind of fuck us no more. Like no. I said, we've made expensive mistakes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, that's the accountability for me. Accountability is key in okay. this industry. Mm-hmm. And it's key for people, but think if about you how much immediate. energy we could have wasted though, being wrapped up and like feeling bad for ourselves, like how we couldn't have moved forward with everything else that we did, like the best of Black Dallas Awards and stuff like that. I, I mean, all of that, like away. during a lawsuit. <laughs> oh, that happened during that time. Oh yeah, it was a long process. Yeah, very long. And they had to go through several courts. Mm-hmm. Because oh. yeah, no, and so it's it's just, all public. I'll yeah, send you, you a link probably, later. Yeah, it's not, we're not Actually, D Magazine, shout out to them. They wrote yeah. an article about it after we won. <laughs> That's how much love we get in these streets. Your favorite black news publication gets written about by your favorite lifestyle publication. <laughs> and shout out, we've had lots of different connections. <laughs> but yeah, accountability, accountability, accountability. I wish Look I was up. lying. Look it up. It's a good word. We'd be out here. Responsibility <laughs> is the second one. <laughs> sure did. But <laughs> I don't even know how to go from that. But, I mean, it's business. But everybody can still show up and have... You have lunch? Cook, cook out. Yeah. Yeah, you can show up to the picnic table. Just make sure you bring the right shit. That's my thing. And also, once it's business, it is always... Uh, personal is it's always bringing up. Business is it's in the past. That happened. It's not happening. That's business. That's the other thing. It happened, and I can't believe you did that as personal. Like, that's... Okay, if you're mad about it, then you're just going to be mad about it. Die mad about it. Again, like I said, I recently went through something. I was just like, I hope that's not the vibes that's going to happen from now on. But if it is, I'm I'm perfectly fine. Them vibes don't I be lying, man. I'm sorry. I know buzzword, but I'm sorry. Them vibes don't be. When you <laughs> it's t- a good word. Every time you ignore it, if you feel it, you're probably right. <laughs> well, I do believe in, like, but I'm not, not an ethereal person. I don't say all the buzzwords and stuff like that. But I always have – I've been raised on energies and karmas and – so, like, my dad has, like, shaken somebody's hand and walked away and saying, yeah. I don't trust that motherfucker. And I was like, I believe in that. And, in, 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 you know, paying attention to that, you know. Okay. Um, Me too, yeah. Like we said before in the beginning, it's the relationship is business, but it has to be a respect level there that says, you know, 
it's emotional. It's just been like, so if I get the vibe that you ain't really good at, the, or you're not genuine, that's going to bleed into our professionals. So how do you, uh, look, because somebody's going to be like, well, how do, you de- how do you deal with that? So how do you deal with it? When you do what your dad did and shook somebody's hand and walked away and you just knew what you knew. No, it's, I mean, it's, in, in a professional sense, there's, there's ways to keep people at a distance. Because it's like, I don't have to give you the house. Like, it becomes, you can pay for the services we offer. I'm not giving you no discounts. There's no cuts in the rate. There's no special treatment. It's like, you said you wanted this. Here is this. Money up front, please. And that's a, that's a writing thing. Like, you know, that's not like, oh, what's up? Dog? Remember we met at that thing? Mm-hmm. Yes, my did. rate is Here's this my amount rates. of time, and right. that is what it is. Thank you, sir. I l- we'll see you at the next event. Because mm-hmm. you know you have them friends that you have friends at events. We're good when we see each other. Yep, we can have a you drink. You have never been to my house. Right. You do not know my children. You will not, actually. Well, that's her thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm very personal. I'm, you can't invite everybody into your space. No. But I mean, like, that's it. Professional has no emotional bearing. It's like, it is what it is. That, I love that saying, because that's mm-hmm. a, a simple thing. It is what it, I am a business. You said you wanted to connect through my business. Here's how you do that. If you choose not to, that is fine as well. We will move on to the next client or the next person. Now, the, the thing about us is people, everybody thinks they're important. So if you have a story you think is being told, and we choose not to either do that or don't have the resource, people might take that personally. Mm-hmm. But... If it's a story, it'll eventually have to be told by everybody. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in the market, what you're supposed to be doing, I'm gonna have to be like, oh yeah, go get a you know interview or you know write a write up about them and do that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's definitely been situations, and where even it's in that, it's like reciprocal. Time for us to get to that person, but okay. they like you said, they continue doing that work, and so it's like you put us in a position where and we don't have be no choice. All personal when we come back, like, oh y'all didn't want to do me when I was not. It's like no, we didn't. Now that <laughs> so now we're here. That has happened, and it's just like, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And then like he would say, it was like, but you actually weren't shit at the time, like. And it's like it's also like, and maybe we weren't in the position to do that when you people weren't. People don't shit. even like, take that know? in consideration too. Like, <laughs> two broke people don't make rich. Like, so let's that get part. ourselves together, and then we can talk about how great that we part. are. Like, once again, if it's if it's business, let it be business. If you're really out here for your own personal needs and you want to be seen and heard because you're so important. like Then we're not the ones for you. It's like, no, the work speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. Your reputation will speak on whether or not the urgency of which your story needs to be told to the community. Right. Right now you need to be in certain rooms with certain people to get up in that thing. And that's what we don't do that. We need to we need the the community at large to know that you're you're a resource for them. And I think like last time I told you I was on the show, it's like there are certain people who been putting in the work. That, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't even understand how fucking far back they are on my list. Because, you know what I'm saying? With all due respect, there's people that, like, I have, like I said, I respect my elders. There's so many people I think we should do real pieces on. You know, people in the community that, like, no, nah, they're not on TikTok and shit like that. Because, like, while you talking about the things that need to be happening, they're actually Dominique making it the happen. Same thing. Like, I would rather be behind the scenes right. working. I'm not trying to... Like, one thing I think it's safe for us to say, like, one, like, editorial thing that we're working on is, like, trying to be more in the city of Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the rooms. You know what I mean? So it's, like, beat correspondence type of thing. Like, yo, this just happened literally five minutes ago. Um, You know, like, we're on the scene. Or even just press them for what's already happening. You know, talking Mm -hmm. about redistricting, rezoning, you know, gentrification. Like, who's doing this? And who's letting it happen? Mm -hmm. And... 
explain that to the people that it's happening to. Because, like, just like my amazing Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett, shout out to her. As uh, as much as I love to see her go viral and everything like that, she's definitely not the only politician representing our district that we need to be paying attention to. Our community, she represents her own district. I mean, that's what <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. She's not the only person that's in our community that's like fighting for us or should be fighting for she us. She definitely There's, goes viral. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, thirty k. But what does she go viral TikTok. for? Usually. Uh, mal- uh, getting at somebody in a, in her way, which I do enjoy, by the way, I do love those viral yes, clips. Yes, it's so, but it's, so it's like delicate. when. But I always think about she always. What I don't see going is like that background to hers when she usually brings it up. It's like I'm a civil rights attorney. Mm-hmm. I put this, that, and third into place, or I've done these things. She gets viral for saying to Bobert, you know, why don't you shut your mouth because I know what I'm talking about, which is very good. But it's like behind that is there's a wealth of understanding of the system in the civil law area. And, and she's far more credentialed than her counterparts on the, the other side. You want the work to get yeah. the forefront, not the, the I mean, both moments. can do it, I think. Okay. I think that it's important because, you know, Dallas is like that too. Our, a lot of our, especially our black politicians, have become uh, popular and effective because they've had to show out. Right. You know, I'll, I'll mention John Wally Price. You know, Perfect example. My man has been, had a megaphone on Townview when I was going to high school and people were nervous about that. But I'm like, but what was he talking about? Because it got done. You know, right. Speaking of somebody who, as my father would say, John didn't show up without a check when he needed something. He was advertising. He, need, you know, it's like the reciprocation and respect. And there's a reason why people support. Him. I mean, whatever you think about him, I'm not going to say like, you know, he has this stellar reputation for certain people. Right. But he's earned his spot. You know, um, Eddie Bernice Johnson, another one mm-hmm. uh, was had all that work in. And Crockett's pet predecessor. Yeah, but when she says, I choose this person, there's a reason why people said, well, then we're going to pay attention to that person. Okay. You know, and they were to respect everybody who was running in that thing. They all were, you know, very good and credentialed, et cetera. But there's a reason why Eddie Bernice Johnson's word matters. Right. You know, uh, Diane Ragsdale is another name. The that, honorable. Who, honorable Diane Ragsdale, who was yes. former city council, who's been doing but has since been putting in as much community involvement and work as you could possibly imagine and gets respect in it, but... I haven't seen, like, some of the larger outlets do, like, whole pieces on that legacy. Got it. And, we, you know, I wish that we had those resources to do that. We're you know, and there's, there's, there. there's many more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but I'm saying, but that's usually how our leadership gets on. It's like you have to show out just to be seen. You know, right. you know even some points where it's like now you got to kind of act, it, act, it, act an ass a little bit. But if you're doing the actual work that we're like, okay, go act an ass. Because we'll support you when they say, look, look at that, my look, look yeah. that Negro acting an ass. Or they're like, there's a reason yeah, for there's that. A re- Put yeah. in that work. Yep. So, you cool with a little pizzazz, mm-hmm. a little parsley, if you will. And I'll say that it doesn't really happen like that. I mean, it doesn't really, that pushback doesn't really happen with um, non-black leadership. Like, I look, I'm a big fan of Katie Porter, for those who know her. She's a congresswoman out of California. But she does basically gimmicks in order to get her point across because she's a former teacher. So she just did a Jeopardy parlay with the uh with the dod so a jeopard dod and she really was like mr so-and-so could you pretend they're like enablers for 200 uh, oh, and it's like she's showing the fuck out and it's like but it's like wow all that is real, real information like the night before she made this poster with the post-it notes with the different colors like I, had the t- I mean and yeah no please look up katie porter follow please her on do. everything i did i, I went down a rabbit hole on youtube I love just katie watching porter. her show out but check. there's others you know there's others and yeah. um you know and I think that we, and, pol- and politics aside, because we can go down that rabbit hole, it's so polarized right now that it's going to take extreme measures to get those points across. And yeah. people got to get involved on extreme levels. Because it's like, y'all think that this is a game. It's not. Like, Kiki Palmer is nothing in these. Sh- what's There's going so on. many other things. Not to going say on she's right not a person now. and she's invaluable, but I'm saying but like, her life is so not important 
to what's really happening out here right now that is going to affect you in ways that are going to really sting very soon. Yeah. Okay. You know. Speaking of which, what's going on right now with Dallas Weekly? What what we got coming up? Well, uh, yeah. several things that I must give a lot of kudos to the to the wife for this one. Uh, Dallas Weekly awesome. Radio will be relaunched in a. It's got a soft launch now, so you can hear local music. And what we really want the world to know is, we're creating a hub and focal point for local artists to present themselves in a local market. If you are a jazz, funk, blues, pop, soul, R&B, country, western, classical, hip-hop, whatever artist, we will be giving you a platform very soon. We also, once again, reciprocate. We need your support in making it happen. So that is not only going to be sending us music to places which we can send you later. We might even do some marketing on your podcast when we get ourselves together. Come on. Because <laughs> uh, like on. I said, we believe in partnerships. Exactly. Um, but we're also going <laughs> to need those interviews, those sto those stories of how you became the artist that you are. Yeah. You know, um, and those kind of things. Um, both audio, both video, um, on our website, through our social, we'll be promoting that a lot. Um, uh, the other thing is the, the foundation of our news program. Like she said, we are trying to get more more newsy, if you will. So more information-based and more, more quick to give you what's going on locally that you can then benefit for. Solutions are what we're looking at. Like if yeah. we say there's an issue, we want to actually provide you with steps to affect that issue, okay. whether you, whichever way you want to. Like here's the congressperson, here's the phone number, here's the uh, nonprofit that's you know aiding in this way or supporting in this way. We want to do that. And so that's going to require me, not so much her, to really organize and strategize around how that looks, how it's funded, and how it's promoted. And so support from us would be, you know, you can follow us on all the socials. We're on all of them. You, you can, can donate. You can Come donate. On. But there if you a are a, link. and I'll get into my soapbox in a second after I say this, but in really it's an, it's really a community support. It's an ecosystem here. And I'll tell you, and she might have mentioned that the last time she was here. I'll give my black press history real quick. So, you know what? Fuck it. I'll say what I want to say. <laughs> Please do. That's there are do. two pillars like of the, the black like community <laughs> unequivocal right, unequivocal <laughs> pillars those are the black church and the black press she's probably said it she did only one of those is required to tell you the truth however the community supports another wholeheartedly with what can only be described as faith-based payments when you are a business owner black or whoever, really, and you want to support the community, the community needs information. The community needs a foundation by which it can move. That is our job. So historically, and the, the only one of the only silver linings of Jim Crow was black business owners and the black community at large were forced to deal with each other. Created a lot of wealth in the community by our definition of wealth. Yes. A lot of reputations were built in that Jim Crow era because you couldn't go to the white bank or the white doctor or the white school. Seamstress. The whatever. white seamstress, mm -hmm. the white plumber, the white funeral home, wherever. So you were forced to spend that dollar with those people. Integration corrupted that unity because what we didn't deal with was the own self-hatred and all those issues that made it so that you believed, or whoever believed, the white man's grass is always greener. Now, to give ourselves some grace, there were some issues where property values, uh, you know, like for example, schools and stuff like that, 
the quality of them were better in white neighborhoods. So, right. of course, parents and other people wanted their they wanted to have the quality of it. However, your carpenter, electrician, whatever, wasn't. There were no better restaurants. There were no better barber shops. There were no better churches. Those we kind of failed in, if you will. But the black press's issue, I'm sorry, the black press's purpose was to make it so that there was a central hub so you, Mr. or Mrs. Singular Black Person, needed to know where I can I get an electrician, a dentist, a doctor, a lawyer, a carpenter, or wherever. And there was a central information hub. That was what was corrupted in our industry. And I want to the community at large to know that that is what we still do. We have a online calendar. We have an imprint thing. We have an online marketplace which allows you to centralize yourself for black eyes and anyone who's really watching us. And that ecosystem works to build itself up. So if you are in business and you need things, whatever you pay out, I don't care what you do, you are paying somebody for something. To circulate that black dollar, you're going to need to pay a black person or black entity to do that. I'm not saying sacrifice quality. What I'm saying is you can use us as that conduit to get to and promote that you need that level of support within our own ecosystem locally. So uh, that's what we're going to be working on. We're going to be working on getting back to basics uh, in a digital world. And so that means that if you are looking to promote yourself, to market yourself, to advertise, to put some PR out about yourself, to tell your story, to make sure that people see it, then that's what we're going to be here for. And I hope that that is resonating with the audience at large. Um, that also is central to media. You know, if you are looking to develop your media skills in a set, like if you are a journalist, and I don't say writer, I say journalist, because I'm kind of past writers, but I am entertaining the idea of still keeping writers that can be trained. But if you are looking to be an information source, a factual-based, accountable information source, that is also what we'll be working on, bringing it back to those basics. And we have many means to do that, especially in a virtual world. You know, we don't always need a brick and mortar, although we will have our brick and mortar soon, hopefully. Yay. Yeah, hope to God. That is a long process as well. <laughs> but um, we also want to be that brick and mortar hub so that if we need to organize, if we need to commune with the doors closed so that the outside world doesn't know exactly what we're doing, to plan and strategize around where we want ourselves to progress, that brick and mortar will be here soon as well. So we got a lot on the table. And we hope that the community responds. I do, I'm very hopeful that the community responds in kind and that they understand, especially the younger generation, that you don't have to recreate the wheel. You just got to make sure that your wheel is oiled, screwed in tight, and is still able to roll. And that's what we are. We are the, the foundational wheel of our community. So that is, what do you got working on? Me? Yeah. Um, you know me, I always like the exposure part of it, so... Definitely want to um, get more events under our belt, which, like you said before, takes some dollars. And so the more cash flow improvement and sponsorship and exposure that we get, then the easier it would be for us to get more out there and reach the people where they are. And, you know, that's one of my favorite things to do is to have an excuse to grab a drink and uh, talk to the people directly about what we're doing. And so, yeah, in so. the end of this year, I think uh, we got – 
We got another Best of Black Dallas coming. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, there will be a Black Tech event. I hope I can promote that. Without yes. yes. I'm in Black in Tech, so we always about tech. Well, right last here. year, I believe I said like, last year we did it with Microsoft. And so Blacks at Microsoft, they're at ERG, Bam. of course. Bam. Um, but we are expanding that, and now like uh, we can follow up, but I think it's safe to say that we'll be working with uh, UNT and then the Black NBA Association. And so that's oh. just the tip of the iceberg because, again, we need to have follow-up meetings, but like this is what we have in the works. And so. And then next year we'll be doing our 70th celebration all yeah. year. Let's go. I think it's going to be something futuristic, but that's pretty much what I just want to – Really just, like I said before, like, let people know that we are, like, I think kind of like a phoenix rising from the ashes. It's like, mm. you know, we, um, we're, we're making a huge comeback with, like, a revolution, if you will. So, Make And y'all know y'all going to come back and tell these stories. Tell, keep us updated on everything that's going on. Give us yeah. some more gems because, obviously, from a business, family, and relationship perspective, y'all hit on some points that folks really needed to hear. I so, so I want to thank y'all for coming by today. DallasWeekly.com. Follow us on all socials. You all the things we're on all the things at Dallas Weekly. DallasWeekly.com. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Black, black Press Legacy. Period. Oh, also go to Word in Black for a more national perspective on the issues of uh, the black community yeah. and the NNPA, which is our legacy association, which is just now doing the same thing. We're revamping, we're remixing, we're doing it all. And we're, like I said, foundational. We're not recreate, we're not, don't recreate the wheel. Make sure your wheel is spinning, oiled, screwed in tight. Yeah, and able that's to what roll. we're doing. Period. There you go. Hope you got what y'all needed today. So thank you. I want to thank them for coming in and enjoying us, for joining us. It's been a blessing. It's been a pleasure to have the Washingtons in the building. So listen, whatever we got going on right now, be kind to each other. Wear applicable, wear your mask, wash your hands, socially distance. <laughs> and when you get a free moment, please remember to clean out your dirty bag. Till next time. Bye. Darling, there's only one God. Well, darling, there's only one.